Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, Shell Cottage. We have some announcements and there's, I mean, I'm just give, also I'm many, I'm giving yeah, my thoughts from last week, which I didn't get to give um, live. So. Oh, got you. Because I was like, these ones aren't that. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like a bit of a reprieve. Like. This is like the calm before the mostly hell breaks loose. After the hell breaks loose, and before more hell breaks loose, I guess. Yeah. Um. There's like a. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. This is the breath yeah, that basically. you take before you dive back into the terrible. Um. So we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be mm-hmm. interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard Love team blog. on Love Twitter wizard team. Have a to join the conversation. Lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and also in celebration for our upcoming fourth anniversary, we are doing a four for four campaign, which means, you know, you could throw us a little like $4 or a multiple of $4. Um, $40, $400. Yeah. In celebration of the being um, four years of BGC, four members of a squad in the four years of BGC, um, you know, gang, 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 four letters in the world in the word gang. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you can do that again at blackgirlscreates.org slash donate. Okay. (laughs) We have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. We got cute little pins. We got t-shirts with all of the black wizards listed on them. We got all a bunch of stuff. It's cute. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's fire. Wear it. Yep. Um, And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes or Google Play or other places where you can rate and review us. Yeah. Do that, please. Um, and subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. If you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Again, you can go to blackgirlscreate.org. Boom. 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 Leviosa Con. We'll be there. June 27th through the 30th. Los Angeles. Yep. We'll be there. City of Angels. Come, come see us. We're doing a live wizard team there. Yep. We're talking Harry Potter for four days. I'm in. Out here. Sounds great. Gang, gang. Period. It'll be fun. Portia will be there, so that'll be cool. Um, I don't know who else is going to be there, honestly, because I have been paying very little attention. Portia's going to be there. But Portia's going to be there, so. At Portia Avi. Squad. Castle Black. Head phone no why i just read headphones <laughs> castle black co-host mm-hmm. and and she was on her episode resident intellectual boom haver um, of blonde so yeah, so that's that's coming up really quickly um not so bad i feel like like may for me is very is like just a lot happening yeah so the fact that Leviosa Khan is like, I feel like I'm going to blink and it's going to be here. So oh, there's yeah. that. But but we'll be there and it'll be fun. Um, and then also, don't forget to send in any Alpost questions that you have by this Friday, May 10th. Um, you can send them to weblackandnerds 
at gmail.com. You can ask us things. It'll be us plus Connie and Delia. Um, and we'll be discussing the things that you would like us to discuss. So it can be things about Harry Potter. It can be things about the future of Black Girls Create. It could be things about the Yeehaw agenda. It could be about fashion icons. Um, it can be about sibling dumb. Um, <laughs> you know, it can be a lot of things. You could, our thoughts on the multiverse, because like the multiverse. A There's a tear in it. My goodness. Um, and you know thoughts on my my bb ragal rip um you know whatever you have questions about if you um feel like asking them i feel like pretty much anything goes unless you know but like let's keep it this is not six brown chicks yes thank you did you see my tweets by the way no. you never said anything and i was waiting for you to see i them. didn't i was too busy <sighs> trying to be productive and failing and well we'll go see them after we record you'll be really mad at me and i'm really excited for your reactions the tweets from our from the blog account or your own nope from my account okay that sounds ominous they're wonderful um she says that that means they're decidedly not wonderful well i'll have you know i went to sleep directly after that so boom so i can't tell you to go to sleep nope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the last thing I did before I went to bed last night. That's um, my go-to, guys. You guys get out of control. Take a nap. It changes everything. It really does. It's, I mean, sometimes. sometimes. Um, but anyway, yeah, just, you know, nothing too out of pocket. But, you know, we you know we, we don't have chill. So chill. Speak for yourself. Chill. I am, like, so chill. Robin. Robin. Super chill all the time. Do I have to bring up episode two? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta bring up old shit. Like that's old, old. That's four years old by now. Come on, come on. I yeah, I'm just saying. And I'm just telling you that I've grown, and with my growth oh, has come okay. chill. Oh, just chilling. That's. Hmm. They call me chill miser. Oh my! I'd never heard that before. I'm Mr. Chill miser. I'm Mr. Twelve Below. Wow. Um, also take our survey, which we are doing for the month of May. Also, I mean, we kind of do it in conjunction with our, um, anniversary, but it's just like an audience survey. You just tell us things that, um, about yourself and about us. And then we take those things and then we make content based on them and like other things, or we at least consider content and like different directions that we want our website and brand and stuff to go in the future so like it's maybe 10 minutes you can skip questions if you don't have answers for them or you don't feel comfortable answering those questions um and then there's a nice gif at the end and boom and then you go about your day yeah yeah that's that on that yeah Bianca's shouting at us to give y'all more things, which, like, we're working on it, but, you know. Um, this is currently my only job because I don't have a job because, you know, my brain is broken. But I would love to give you more things with all of this time that I have. But, you know, also the rent is high. So. That is true. But speaking of that, we have. um, People have been showing up and showing out. And really, like, it's been great, and um, we got lots of names and stuff, and lots of, like, just lots of things. Um, so shout out to, like, another one, 
another two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, <laughs> just imagine DJ Khaled, that one that gif, gif in that video where he just multiplies. multiplies. Yeah. That's basically what's happening here. So, um, Patronuses, shout out to Ayana, Rosa, Stacy, and Jacob. Cheering Charm, shout out to Curtis, Eliana, Haley, Jasmine, Danielle, Nicole, Brianna, Katie, Jasmine, Rose, Felicia, Kristen, Ashley, and Michael. Thank you so much for your donations and for believing in us and believing that Black girls can create in the multiverse. Um, Even with tears in it. We're still mm-hmm. creating out here. With, with and without, we out here. Um, so there was an idea. Of, of An idea. Dang it, I don't know the thing. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I thought that if I started um, it, you know, kind of like, yeah. like, um, no, I just know the Law and Order opening by heart. But I was going to say, like, you know, <laughs> so I just started talking, it would fall out. Um, th- but there was an idea that, you know, black girls could create and... And then an initiative was born and pretend that I sound like Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) And I got the words right. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm trying to do. Okay. So we had a Facebook fundraiser. Actually, we still have one. It's still going on. It's open all through May. This is also in conjunction with our birthday. And we wanted to raise $400 and we surpassed that goal. And we just, I, I just created the fundraiser. Like, That's wild. We should ask for money more in often. In a week. We are going to start <laughs> asking really for money that. more often. I mean, maybe not like way more often because obviously yeah, then like that's true. who's going to give us money. But like we should. I think what I'm going to start doing is like I'm going to set up like a cash app and like with our PayPal and stuff, I'll just start writing like stories of hardship and then like adding like the cash hey, app links. let's not. And I hope you cut this part out. Um, But Shant. it's really great nope. <laughs> because... Um, we have lots and lots of things that we're doing this, this, uh, year. Oh, we're doing four cons! Four years, four cons! Four, well, at least, yeah, but we may have, we'll see. We may have more, who knows. Oh, yeah. But we'll be at LeviosaCon, um, and then the June, we're going to Mysticon, we're special guests at Mysticon in July, mid-July, and that's all the way in New York, so Robin and I have to get all the way to New York for that. Um, and then LeakyCon Dallas, gotta get to Dallas, and then in Boston, we gotta get to Boston. So, like... These are, I mean, you know, we're paying for our um, travel for travel. Well, what I'm saying is that we may be able to do that. Usually we do it on our own. Um, and usually that like the money that you guys are donating generally goes to like website maintenance and like podcast thingies and, you know, equipment and like hosting stuff. But we can actually at this point, I think perhaps at least one of them plane tickets might not have to come from our wallets. What? Um, which is good because so, the wallet which is, is great because crying. like I because we also come from a big family and everyone decided you know what I'm going to graduate. No, I'm going to graduate. Yeah, and I'm so going to do it across well. the country. No, I'm going to do it even further across the country. And guess what? They're going to be like two weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Basically, a week and a half, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a week. Not, Not even, even. like it's we have a lot happening. Yes. Um, and so your support. The point is that is. we are already buying plane tickets for other stuff that we're not going to make y'all pay for. <laughs> but if we have enough money on Black Girls Create to pay for Black Girls Create plane tickets, that would be lit. Um, anyways, thank you. We say all that to say thank you very much um, for donating. And we hope that those who have not been able to yet can um, later. And if you're not able to at all 
Um, that's also fine. Like, you're here, and you're listening to us, and you're supporting in your own ways, and that's also dope. So, thanks to everybody. We appreciate you, is what we're trying to say. Y'all are the reason why we've been here for four years. So. So good. It's awesome. So good. Um, okay. Magical birthdays. Magical birthdays. Last thing. I stand. A, what season is this? Aries? Cancer? Uh, no, it's Taurus. We're in Taurus. Taurus. It's May. I stand a Taurus queen. What are Tauruses? <laughs> I don't know. She's a. She, I too stand a Taurus queen. She's an innovator. She's a tastemaker. She is messy in the best way. She is hilarious. She is creative. She was our first ever black woman feature. It is true. She's a director. She's a writer. She's an artiste. An <laughs> auteur. She is Eliana Amaya Israel, and it is her birthday. And it should be great. It should be flawless. Mm-hmm. And I bet you right now, or her birthday was yesterday. I bet you yesterday on her birthday, she was on a Martin in MLK Boulevard telling everyone how Somewhere. good she was. I'm sure. Any, anyone, pick any MLK Boulevard. I don't know. <laughs> any of them. I don't know. I don't know which. I don't know which one. Currently. Right. <laughs> because as we said, she's an auteur, but yeah. Yeah. She's sure. good. Um, yeah, I can't really follow that other than just saying like, happy birthday, Eliana. Hope it's great. All right. Let us move into Harry Potter things. Previously on Wizard Team, there was a whole lot that was going on in last, last episode, last chapter. Cause like, my goodness. Um, so Harry digs a grave for Dobby. And then um, he goes Briscoe and Green on your ass. With the help of Ron and and Dean. Just. Okay. I'm kind of upset because as I was like listening to it and I was like, I really, I should have just dropped Constance off at the airport and made her wait six hours (laughs) because I wouldn't have. That was rude. But that would have been rude. But I forget about how Law and Order, Wizarding World, Harry Potter goes in this chapter. And none of you guys did the, you didn't do the, you know. The thing. No, we did not. And you should have. In the Wizarding Justice System, they're two equally separate but equal parts. Oh, my God. The Aurors okay. who investigate crimes of the Wise and Gammon who prosecute the offenders. Okay. This is Harry's story. So, um, <laughs> the point is, they have a funeral for Dobby, um, and then Harry's kind of like, all right, it's time, let's get down to business. It's time to make a decision. Um, he chooses Horcruxes over Hollows, um, talks to Griffith about, about breaking into Green Gots. Uh, much to Ron and Hermione's surprise, they're like, what the hell? Because he didn't talk to them beforehand. He just was like, I need y'all. We about to meet with the goblin. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. And then he's like, we're breaking into Gringotts. And they're like, Excuse me? hold up. Excuse? Run that back. <laughs> Can I just time out real quick? Sorry. Can we just debrief yeah. alone for a second? Um, and so then Griphook is, he's like, I'll think about it. Um, and then there's a lot of kind of like underlying tension between him and mostly Ron but like the three of them because they're wizards and so they have 
you know, a different, like, it's kind of a culture clash, and we'll see more of that in this coming um, chapter. And then, then they go and talk to Ollivander mm-hmm. um, about the Elder Wand, um, about the things that he told Voldemort. Um, Ollivander has a lot of, like, guilt, but also Harry doesn't necessarily blame him because, you know, he was being tortured by Voldemort, and so, like, what else are you going to do? But also, didn't um, it kind of seem like Harry turned all the lights off and then had one spotlight and said, where were you? <laughs> What did Not he really. say? Not Why really. did you? Harry what was... did you tell him? And then he said, Harry's... "I would like to just mm. to, to call this a hostile witness, Your Honor." And they're like, "Harry, there's no judge in here." And he's like, "Sustained." None of that happened. But like, okay, he, it totally happened. It totally didn't. Harry was very calm. Um, all while this is happening, though, Harry is kind of resisting, um, jumping back into Tom's the mind. Dark Lord's thoughts. Um, and then he eventually does, doesn't he eventually give in? Yeah, he eventually gives in and then realizes that, or I guess he kind of knew what was happening because he's getting flashes. Um, but then it's confirmed by the end that, that Tom has no, has no respect, um, and has broken into Dumbledore's grave and, you know, because he didn't have any more, he was tired of stepping on, uh, all on the, the Malfoy's couch. So he said, might as well go rob a grave of one of the greatest, greatest wizards to ever live. Still the wand, you know, gang, gang, how, I'm out here. That's how I do. Um, I also kind of love the idea of him having no, <laughs> these, these dark Lords have no respect. Like no duh. <laughs> <laughs> he's Voldemort. He ain't never had no respect. All of a sudden he's like, rob a grave. That's too far. What? I mean, yeah. mass murder is he, one thing, but grave but robbing? Really you would think, but really he relished in it, you know? Shoving like, a wow. snake in a noted historian is one thing, but robbing his grave, it's desecrating like his la- his last spot, or his resting yeah, place. I mean, nope. 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 Um, so, yeah, so that's where we left off. Um, yeah, before we get into this chapter, let's have a little pause. Word from our sponsors. All right, cool. Chapter 25. I was going to say 29 for some reason, but like, let me slow my roll. Um, chapter 25, Shell Cottage. So we get like this kind of, it opens up with this description of Bill and Floor's house, um, and kind of like the surrounding scenery and it's so cute um, and i would like it's so it's beautiful lovely. but it also yeah you it's know? very lovely and it kind of like gives you like you were talking about before how this is kind of like a breath before like shit really starts popping off again um you kind of see that in where they are it's like very peaceful and very calm and then i'm also trying to figure out like my main question reading this was like what are who are the magical realtors and like right. how <laughs> how did they find this right especially because it seems like a lot of wizards live like they may not live in the town like they, they live might, like on the outskirts but they live on the outskirts or like i mean luna and um or like the Lovegoods and the weasleys were it's not like they were like in ottery st catchful and like they even had to they were like miles away from each other just kind of around yeah and i guess the diggeries too um and it reminds me of like farm wizards that we've but i'm saying like the only wizards that we've seen who live like in the town is like godric's hollow and the hogsmeade obviously but i mean more like ones that are mixed with muggles and and uh the blacks live in london right, right, right. you're right but the, but it's also like they don't live around other wizards like they're mm-hmm. all very isolated 
except for like Godric's Hollow and um, Hogsmeade. But like, I was mostly like trying to figure out like who, where do you find these houses? You know, like Malfoy Manor is just kind of like off on its own. Shell Cottage is off on its own. Like the borough is off on its own. And just like, how do they find these houses? Are they building these houses? And then are they getting passed down? Or do, are they just finding like, wow, that's a that's a cottage on a cliff. I that's feel like great. they're they built them and they get passed down. They get passed through families. And then there so then are maybe like, Shell Cottage is like a Weasley old or Weasley house, what I was going to say is like when sense. a family kind of dies out, like it's you know, there are wizarding realtors <laughs> for or like you know like a a wizarding Craigslist or something. Yeah, that, like, I'm like, do these houses get foreclosed? Are we like what? what is, yeah, I doubt that they get magical foreclosed. House? Like even the Gaunts have like a spot, like you know, but it's, it's not like, a, it's a it's a dump. But and I'm assuming yeah. that the Gaunts at some point have to downsize right but you have right. to like keep it you know what however they do it in pride and prejudice is how they do it in the wizarding world netherfield mm. hall is let at last who let it let from where did he does yeah. that mean he bought it because it sounds like he's renting it and then he's like you know then bingley goes back to town which town? Manchester? London? We don't know. I think it's London. I'm pretty sure it's London. Oh, and then you're talking. I'm you're way out of my depth here. Um, but like only gentlemen and like landed gentry can like let Netherfield Hall. Like you can't have some like self-made rich person take Netherfield Hall. He doesn't have a title. He's just Mister. He's a tradesman. <gasps> Gross. You know what I mean? Nope. So it's like. It's like redlining or like the, the like the whites only neighborhood that they used to have, you know, like I mean, in the contract, not, it can only go to, to a wizard. Got you. I mean, yeah. So Delia says that she imagines it's passed down or they're just participating in normal British real estate um, because standalone cottages and named houses are a thing out there, which is true. But I think in my head, I just like every time I think of like a standalone house, I think horror story and so i'm just like rejected like no can't really <laughs> lucia gets time, me. thank you i'm like you live out in the middle of nowhere that's a way to get murdered so but no, there's stand my house is a standalone my or my parents house is a standalone house no you have neighbors oh you just mean like out like out in like the middle of nowhere yeah it's a place to get murdered <laughs> or grow things and also murder. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. DJ offers up auctions as a as a um, alternative as well, and points out that Bill does work for the bank. So, like, you know that. Yeah, but I, what I'm lot. saying is that, like, in the in the Jane Austen example, is that like only certain people are allowed to buy. To some. buy. No, I get houses. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not showing up in like a Muggle realtor's like listings. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm sure that families like die out or like, um, like the Potters, right? So they are really old and then they have James and then James dies. And so like Harry don't need no house for like where that Godric's Hollow house. Like, did they buy that house? Because I don't think that was, I don't think that's the house that James grew up in because they had money. So I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. they would have, and they were kind of, they were pure blood so i'm feeling like they would have like a, a manor a named house yeah 
Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe no peacocks, but no peacocks. You know. But you know what I mean. Like you know, they're doing they're doing a Potter okay. Place. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, but what I'm saying is like, so the the Potters buy this house in um, Godric's Hollow, and then they have an untimely demise. Mm-hmm. Um, if not for the blown up roof and making it a monument, like someone, like another young upstart Could couple have would have in. moved in. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Potter Place, whatever that is. Um, like James's parents die. And then James has, then James dies. So then a new family would, you know, a yeah, new visiting would family over. would take over. I feel that. Uh, Bianca says that she wants a fic of Harry and Ginny moving back into the Potter Mansion and restoring it. And you can I, write that. Yeah, you can write that. And I really only want it if I get to read the pod fic in my Henny voice. Sure. I'll never Yay. listen to that pod fic. <laughs> I don't understand this hate. You should get all that hate out your yeah. heart. Dahlia says that um, fic of that sort exists or fixing up Grimmauld Place. That's a popular one. Which yeah. I should read more fic. Like to all the I wizards. Mean, but it's I I'm behind. And so now I'm just like, you know, overwhelmed. I mean I don't yeah, I don't really read fic except the stuff that gets sent directly to my inbox. <laughs> Cause I really don't. Yeah. I have lots of things bookmarked, but it has not been a thing. Um, I recently read a Gendry Arya fic, but then I realized that, that it was just, it was from, it was just Delia yelling at you and Slack? No, oh, okay. no, not at all. I, it was that I realized that it had been written like three years ago and it wasn't finished. Mm. Like I got like towards, I got towards the end and I was like, there's no way this is wrapping up right now. Cause it's just been, it's all been set up. And then I was annoyed cause I spent all that time reading a fic that hasn't been completed and that hasn't even probably been worked on looked at in three years which is like fine you know for the writer and like i'm sure they had things come up but just for me and not thinking about it yeah i tried not to i was like read fic that's not finished um lauren a resident fanfic librarian i guess historian ombudsman (laughs) that's what she is she's our ombudsman of fanfic um got me on the dog father and it's very good, but it's in progress. And so that's really annoying. Yeah. I just like, I, yeah, I, I'm like, in that hey, you case, woman I who forgot. I don't know, or person, I don't know, I don't even know if you're a woman. Hey, you writer who I don't know, write faster for no money <laughs> now because I need it. Can't. Can't. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, so the enormity of Harry's decision, because that was like, wow, that was a tangent. I don't know what happened there. We were talking about Bill and Floor and their prime real estate. Yeah. And now Harry spends a lot of time sitting out on the cliffs, looking out over the, the roiling sea because he has a lot of feels. Um, the enormity of his decision not to raise Voldemort to the wand still scared him. He could not remember ever before choosing not to act. And I mean, same. This is a first for all of us. Um but I also think that, like, in a, in this case, it's not, that's not necessarily true. Like, he's choosing to act in, like, I'm going to, he's choosing to break into Gringotts. Yeah. That's, that's an is, act. That's an act. That's an action. That's a, that's for a, sure. quite an action. Yeah, but I, but I do understand the sentiment in that, like, 
usually he sees something's about to pop off. Yeah. And then he immediately runs to it. Um, Without thinking. Whereas, yeah. That's like very on brand for Harry Potter. But now he's like, hey, you know what's good? Thinking. <laughs> right. Um, and so then, of course, Ron is like the one on, he's like the, you know, he's on one side. And he's like, what if Dumbledore wanted us to work out the thing, the symbol in time to get the wand? What if finding out the symbol meant you were worthy? And I'm like, there's only two people Monier. in the multiverse who are worthy. So, And it ain't Ron um, or Harry. Or Harry Potter. Um, oh my God. We've already had too many tangents, but I have Thor feels. No, we're keeping that. No, 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 no. No. I know you do, but no. Um, we have places for those. Oh, Thor feels. Then now, now Ron is like, how the hell are we supposed to finish off you know who? And I'm like, okay, I get it. But also y'all, y'all before you knew about the Elder Wand were, knew, had the plan to finish him off. And so that plan is still like in play. Like you're still doing the thing you were doing before you found out about the Elder Wand, not doing anything about the Elder Wand in this case doesn't really like change. And maybe, I guess maybe it does because they're like, it's the unbeatable wand, but like, what is the unbeatable wand when you only have an eighth of a soul? That's just a wand. I mean, I would think, but maybe not. I I'm, 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 I am, I will die on this hill in particular that Voldemort with one eighth of a soul could have been defeated by Neville Longbottom. It just, like, he's still a very, you know, smart and cunning I almost said magician wizard. <laughs> Smart and cunning wizard, but he only have one eighth of a soul. So his Avada Kedavra ain't hitting like it used to. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just don't have that, that zhuzh, you know? It just doesn't have that, that swag, I guess. Yeah. It just, it's not going to land in the same manner as before when he had sure. even two eighths of a soul. Three eighths, you know? If you got half your soul, you might be okay, though. Right. And I'm saying, like, by the Battle of Hogwarts, he's got, what, half? And then it's just, like, um, boom, boom, boom. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. done. By the, by, the, by the Battle of Hogwarts, he has, like, half. Half, right. So, like, he's already kind but of... not he's, inside of him. Huh? No, but they're still out there, like... Sure. You know, yeah. beaten. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the Battle of Hogwarts and the and the Tinagini, like, the snap. Oh. Are you thinking about Maggie's wonderful flash fic from our uh, Victory Day thing that we did with the HPA? Because that was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. But and I'm just like, you know. Neville Longbottom said, I am Neville. And then snap. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Harry had no answers. There were moments where he wondered whether it would have been outright mad- madness not to try to prevent Voldemort breaking open the tomb, but also like, I, how he wouldn't have been able to get there in time. Like, what? I mean, I guess maybe that's not true. You'd apparate to Hogmaid and then just run off into Hogwarts recklessly. It's just, I guess you could get there, but it would be a rough situation. I just love all of the Odin family. Just every. Robin. I'm sorry. 
Hermione's support makes Harry feel just as confused as Ron's doubts. And so she's like, you could have never have broken into Dumbledore's grave, which is a good point. Um, so she's, he's kind of like, she's kind of like, what would you have done if we had gotten there in time? Like, you're not going to take the wand. True so, story. Um, so Harry felt like he was still groping in the dark. He had chosen this, his path, but kept looking back, wondering whether he had misread the signs, whether he should not have taken the other way. Um, and so then he's, you know, he's, that kind of spurns or like feeds into his anger at Dumbledore, which has been kind of like simmering in the background for a couple chapters. Um, and then Ron is like, but is he dead? Basically me at 12 years old or 13 years old reading this book, basically. I mean, listen, I think at this point I had, I had like accepted that he was dead, but like me when I was reading the end of Half-Life Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dolly is out here saying this is why you need a Slytherin or Slytherin adjacent on the squad because she would have broken into Dumbledore's grave. Shrug <laughs> emoji. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. She said for the greater mission. Sure. Look at this Enneagram five out here. Just Yikes. reckless. Just, just, you know. I mean, you would have too, wouldn't you? Yep. You, 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 you no, hyper rational folk. About it. Would I have done that for the Elder Wand? Would I have broken in Dumbledore's grave? It would have. It would have taken me some time. I probably would have like been a little queasy, you know. Like, but you would have done me. it. I might have done it. I would have to. I would have to like steal myself for it. I'd have to take a couple deep breaths, close my eyes, kind of just. You, <laughs> you know? out here for the greater goodness. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ravenclaw. So I feel like smarts wise, like why? If, Bianca if out time, here too. Wow, time, look at y'all. Amani said for Wakanda without question. Look, look at Lord. <laughs> I mean, Bianca yeah, I said me three. Like y'all just like breaking it. into graves. I wouldn't want to, but no, I think Bianca's talking about. Are you a oh, okay. five? But may perhaps both. <laughs> Honestly, could be both. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would probably, I'd have to, like, close my eyes and do it, hold my breath. Because, you know, the stench, too. Like, yikes. Wow. Um, wow, B. Wow. I wouldn't like it, and it's only wow. if, I, if it was absolutely necessary. It's not like I would just really be out here, like, come on. But you would. And you know that there's another way. Go get them horcruxes. I mean, also, you know, this is all a moot point, a moot point. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not going to but happen. But, you know, just you would do it. If I had to, right, like if call it, you a thing know, a thing, beloved, you if it was absolutely if it was it. absolutely the only choice and it was, you know what had to be done I mean me and Lucia on the same page if something's in a grave it stays there what is wrong with y'all I, I said I would Amani like over it. here I'm talking not, about it. it's not like Albus is gonna argue okay wow. yeah, that's, really that's not why I, I, I'm not gonna be like strolling up like do 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 I'm not on some like Voldemort shit like wow my birthright like, I'm not doing that I'm just like, we have to do it so that we can defeat a dark lord and like end wizard Nazism. And that's our only option. There are no other options. If there are no horcruxes to hunt and there are no other options, then I'm going to 
take some Pepto, and get on with it. <laughs> just, I don't, it is what it is. Wow. I'm not killing nobody, he already dead. So, like, I, I'm not, like... I, I mean, you know... Yeah, stand stand you know, in I'm your truth. Pack I... my ginger ale and my and my <laughs> rich crackers, and we will do the damn thing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> like, we will all be all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Moving on. Um. Harry and, and Hermione. Or sorry, not Harry. Um. Ron and Hermione are arguing over whether or not Dumbledore could still be alive. Harry doesn't really. Is kind of just like why. <laughs> like he's very much in in like in this moment he's just very much is like he wants to be on his own he wants to get his thoughts you know together um and they're just like but Dumbledore could be alive but no there's no way um Ron is like he could have been a ghost and Harry's like Dumbledore wouldn't have come back as a ghost he would have gone on and then Ron says what do you mean gone on um and so that's interesting because that they because I think Harry, you know, Harry fi- or he asked. learned about the concept yeah. of, of moving on um, after Sirius's death, but it doesn't seem like something that he had shared with his friends after. Yeah. Um, which is not necessarily surprising, but it's just something that we hadn't, like, it hadn't been confirmed before this part. So, like, of course, Ron and Ron's head, he doesn't really understand how ghosts pop up. He's just like, nah, ghosts, you know, do what they gotta do. So, yeah. Um, so before Harry can really explain or, or say anything more about it, uh, Floor comes to Harry and is like, Grip Hook wants to speak with you. And she's just like over it. Right, because how are you sending me on errands in my own damn house? In my own house. And this is also like her first year. Of, like, they haven't even married a year yet. Right. And like... And her whole, you know, yeah. there's war. Voldemort's out here. War. You got, she's in hiding. Yeah. She, you know, can't go to work no more. Her damn, like, she got goblins and teenagers and an old <laughs> wand maker in her house. And it's just like, what the I hell? I love how you put goblins and teenagers on the same page, but also, yes. <laughs> it's just a lot happening. It's a lot going on. And, and then these really freeloaders scary. got the nerve to send me on errands in my own damn house. Right. It's just like go get know, the boy. What? The what? Who is you? You get him yourself. Like you could walk now. You can walk. Probably. You can. You can yell. Hey, yo, Harry! It's a cottage. <laughs> it ain't that big. But then in that, but then in that case, then she's like, "Stop yelling in my house." That too. Just get out of my house. Yeah, I just feel for Floor because like she yeah. deserves her life back. You know they're probably trying to. Never mind. Let me stop. They have they have a, a kid like the next year and like granted like we'll talk about Voldemort babies. how much it makes sense to have children and not wrap it up while Voldemort is still active but um listen you Bill know, comes it's, it's their first year of Bill marriage. comes by it honestly because we did the math Genova would not be here if not for Voldemort that is not wrong it's not wrong. You know, you hiding in but the I'm house, saying, you can't go outside, saying, you a blood traitor. They don't have what else are you going to do? Until... They don't got no TV. No, but what I'm saying is they don't have their baby until the next year. So it's, um, and I think on like the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts or something, I don't know, something. 
I was talking more about Remus and them. But yeah. they probably would, Thor probably would be pregnant by now if it wasn't for the teenagers and the goblin and the wand maker in their house. In her and home. I'm sure she's upset about it. Right? All you got is Potter Watch. That shit's depressing. <laughs> you ain't got no TV. Potter Watch and Potter Watch because he's right there in your house. <laughs> you watching Potter <laughs> and listening to Potter Watch. Listen to Potter Watch. All the Daily Prophet just keeps spouting some nonsense. He's not listening to that anymore. The Quibbler done shut down. Yeah. Celestina's on her fifth farewell tour but you know and Florida doesn't really fuck with Celestina so right and she's not really feeling that nope nope what else you gonna do I don't know um so then they you know they go up into into uh one of the the tiniest of the cottage's three bedrooms um where Grip Hook is sitting in a low chair he says I've reached my decision uh, though the goblins of Gringotts will consider it base treachery, I have decided to help you. And Harry's like, great, let's, you know, let's get down, let's do it, you know, we're here. Um, and then, but then, he's like, in return for payment. Which is different. Um, and a little bit more concerning. He says that he wants the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Which is a big yikes. Um. This is my thing, though. And I've had this question for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. So the sword of Godric Gryffindor is like a fey object at this point, meaning that it has a mind of its own. Like it just be showing up places. Yeah. Right. It just be like, "Hey, yo, Fox, I need a ride." Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be out here. There's a there's a party happening over in in the Chamber of Secrets. So I'm trying to you know I'm trying to slide through. Um. So how? how do you give someone something that has a mind of its own and goes where it wants to? Well, I mean, so I think, like, one, who knows if if Griphook knows that. I mean, like, he might, but he might not. Um, we're going to get into Gryffindor, but I'm pretty sure that is, like, that part is not goblin magic. That's wizard magic, you know what I mean? And so I think he would know that. If, if he did know that, then he would probably be pissed off more so than he already kind of is. Because, well, let's get into it. That's a good question, but I think we can discuss it as we kind of get more into the weeds of this situation, I guess. Um, Okay, so then uh, Ron is like, because he's Ron, he's like, we can give you something else. I'll bet the Lestranges have got loads of stuff. You can take your pick once we get into the vault. Um, And Griphook is like, yo, I'm not a thief, like... Right. Can we not? <laughs> uh, I have. I, he says, I am not trying to procure treasures to which I have no right. Um, Ron says, the sword is ours. The goblin says, it is not. We're Gryffindors. It was Godric Gryffindors. And before it was Gryffindors, whose was it? Demanded the goblin. No one, said Robin. I'm sorry, said Ron. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wasn't it? Girl, you're right there. It's just... Okay. <laughs> Ron. Your brain does things. Um, no one, says Ron, it was made for him, wasn't it? No, cried go- cried the goblin, wizarding arrogance again. That sword was Ragnuk the first taken from him by Godric Gryffindor. It is a lost treasure, a masterpiece in goblin work. It, be- it belongs with the goblins. The sword is the price of my hire. Take it or leave it. So, obviously, we don't really know if Gryffindor stole this sword from goblins. Like, that, you know. It, that happened so long ago. Not this... that, that happened so long ago. Ron, even though, you know, we don't always want to rely on Ron as, like, the reliable narrator, but, like, 
he, of the three of the people, of the wizards in this room, he knows the most, mm-hmm. like, kind of lay wizard knowledge about, you know what I mean, about wizarding society? Lay wizard, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. Um... <laughs> but, I, but I think that, so, like, I think in his, like, so he says in a second... Um, well, I don't know. He says a couple times just how, like, wizards and, and goblins have kind of been at this back and forth and have are, you know, there's wrong on both sides. And there's issues with that that we can get into. But the point I think I'm making is that, like, we don't know that what Gurpuk is saying is true. It's concerning if it is. Um, but then we also find out later that, like, goblins' uh, kind of idea of what stealing is is also different. Yeah. So there's just a lot of kind of things. Cultural differences. Yeah. And just miscommunications kinda. and misunderstandings. Cultural misunderstandings about. Right. Right. And they would both, on both sides, do well to like, you know, bridge those gaps in some way. Especially if you know how one side acts. Like maybe there are compromises. But we'll get right. there. Um, so Harry is kind of like, Let's we need to congregate separately real quick so we can figure out what we're gonna do. Um, Harry asks Hermione if the sword was stolen by Gryffindor, and she says that she doesn't know, um, because wizarding history often skates over what the wizards have done to other magical races. Um, but then she says there's no account that she knows of that says Gryffindor stole the sword. The, the sword, sorry. This is one of those moments where J.K. Rowling is like really on the nose. Like, it's not co- clear if it's on purpose or not. Colonialism is a thing. Y'all know yeah. that, right? Yeah. Right. History is taught by the victors. Yeah? Okay. Well, let me continue to write some colonialist bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I confuse like, you about my... about. I'm like, oh, that was exactly what be going down. And then, you know, nope, you mm-hmm. don't. You confuse you about my understanding of... Like, my fault. Thought you was... I thought you... Never mind. It's cool. It's fine. I thought you were saying something, but you, you <laughs> but weren't. You weren't really saying nothing. Um, I mean, also, like, granted, like, this isn't, like, groundbreaking the groundbreaking thing to say. Um, but it's also not like a hundred, like it is very colonialist, but it's not a hundred percent. Like only, you know, white Europeans did this shit. Like, you know, the history is taught by the victors is kind of a universal thing. Yeah. Um, just, you know, white people had to go ahead and they just, they made a you know, super cut. Yeah. You know, they said, huh, y'all haven't seen they my said, final form yet. <laughs> now, that's what I call colonialism. <laughs> Volume 3005. <laughs> like, y'all still going? That's crazy. Y'all still putting these out? <laughs> wow. Who is listening to these mixtapes? What it's is happening? Not funny. It's really not funny. It's really awful. But, you know. It's not not true. Yeah. Um, so it'll be one of those goblin stories, said Ron, about how wizards are always trying to get over on them. I suppose we should be lucky. Uh, we should count ourselves lucky he hasn't asked for one of our wands. But I'm also like, shut up. Like, I get it. But it's racist. In that I understand the like that this is like, you know, a centuries long feud. There have been multiple goblin wars, like all these things. Right. But at the same time, like they just haven't been like it, and I, the thing is is I don't want to just put it on Ron because I don't think it's a Ron thing I think it's a learned thing um and Hermione and Harry feel a little bit worse because they just weren't brought up 
in that. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they would necessarily qu- question it if they weren't like muggle born and raised, you know? Yeah. Um, Bianca is <laughs> irritating. Yes. Um, she said goblins came back for that sword like and it's uh, Killmonger, Killmonger being like, hey, walking auntie. into the throne room talking about I'm in your house. Y'all sit up here comfortable. <laughs> I want the throne. I want the sword. <laughs> like, I can't. But I, but I think that like and DJ is saying that his whole family isn't like that, though. She doesn't think. But, like, we don't get any real proof that they're not. And, like, you know, we get moment, like we get a moment where I think Ron is like, oh, mom would love to have a house elf. And um, Bill, we, we talk to Bill um, later in this chapter, and he's very much like, don't trust the goblins because X, Y, and Z. And he has a little bit more, um, he has a little bit more insight into, like, how the goblins see the world, but he doesn't use that to then try to bridge a gap with them, right? Like, it's right. not, like, so it's it, it really, it's not that they're, like, explicitly anti-goblin. It's just very much how it's it's built into the wizarding world, um, these kind of prejudices, prejudices and, like, uh, Zelia says, implicit bias um, against them. And, like, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I also think um, it's a, one of those things where, like, woke fatigue or something, where they, like, understand in, um, or, I, no, I guess what it is is actually white liberalism. They understand that it is a problem, like, globally, or, like, there's a mm-hmm. societal, like, issue um, in terms of, like, goblin-wizard relations, but then, like, cannot separate that from how they feel, um how they move throughout life and like what they're doing to like play into those anti-goblin mm. um, beliefs and like keep this like, y- you know, um, racism is a problem, but I also don't want to live next door to, you know, black people because of my property values going down, which is a terrible thing. But like, you know, property values do go down. It's factual. It's terrible, but it's factual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think because Bill works with the goblins all the time is like, I'm not anti-goblin, obviously. I work for Gringotts, but I do like notice these things and I'm just, it's, you know, it's just a fact. Right. Which it's not. Right. And I mean, and so then Ron comes because uh, Hermione says goblins have a go- good reason to this like wizards. And then Ron's like, they've killed plenty of us. They fought dirty too. But then I'm like, is that the point? And also who started it, right? There's also like a power imbalance here. And like part of the reason the goblins are so upset and probably a bunch of reasons why they started these wars is because the wizards have been subjugating them and telling them that they, what they can and cannot do with their magic. Um, You know, not respecting the way that they see property and like how that gets passed on, like not allowing them to use wands, like all of these like restrictions that they have and like have making them kind of like, I guess, mold themselves into wizarding society and wizarding laws. Like who decided that the wizards got to be in charge of the statute of secrecy, right? Like there are all Mm -hmm. these things. And so you can't then say, well, both sides have been like X because like, no, one side has had much more success and has like created this system for y'all to be this way. And they're upset rightfully. Right. Goblins can't walk around freely in the world. Right. Because of the statute of secrecy. Like, 
the same with um, like centaurs can't just like walk down, you know, they can't just decide they want to go to, um, I don't know, Greg's and get like a pastry puff, like, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. Like they can't um, move freely about the modern world. And that is not a choice that they made. And maybe a lot of them wouldn't want to, but they don't have, they didn't have a say in that. Right. And they continue to not have a say in a lot of like. So like not only do they not have a say in like in 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 the wider world of or how they walk around in the wider world, but they also like don't have a say in how they get to walk around in like the the part of the world in which they are able to um be like open, I guess. Yeah. It's very much kind of reminds me of um, so in the chat, sorry, um, Dahlia <laughs> says this, this is why the centaurs are so protective over their lands. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of reminds me of, you know, the relations that we've had with Native Americans. Like, we make our, we, I had nothing to do with this. Um, the American government would make these treaties about stolen land and then break those treaties. But, like, the Native Americans were supposed to, like, uphold these laws that they had no rights in and that continually got broken or changed without their say. And then the governments are like, oh, well, they're, they're angry and untrustworthy because they don't follow these, this, they don't adhere to these arbitrary rules that we've created without taking into account how they would feel about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, so it's just, it's like, it's a very, it's, again, it's one of those things that's, like, really complicated, and I don't necessarily think that, like, unlike the house elves, where, like, when it was, the way that it was introduced meant meant that she should have actually dealt with it in world in, like, a meaningful way. In this particular situation, I don't, I think we get enough. Yeah. Um, in that, like, it's necessary for the plot, um, and then also, <clears throat> sorry, it's necessary for plot, but it, it but it creates a conflict, and these are not things that are like easily solvable. Um, and so, just kind of leaving it open ended is like this is just a situation that they're in, and like leaving it up to us to you know. I mean, she doesn't really care about us writing fanfic, but like opening it up for readers to kind of see this and see that there's an issue with it, and then hopefully in the real world taking steps to maybe changing similar systems out here, I think is fine. Um, because I don't feel like, unlike in the house elves where I feel like the narrator and like Joe really sides against Hermione and house elves. In this case, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a little bit more open ended. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's vague and there's not a clean, there's not a side taken. Yeah. One way or the other. I mean, even Harry is very much like, I I mean, you know, especially like given the context of like where we are in the book, like even Harry is very much like, I just need to break into Gringotts, right? Like I just need to- Like I don't have time to- I don't have time to think about the- The the larger- Dismantling like all the systems when like literal people are like dying, dying. You know what I mean? Like there are like, like not, you know, saying like, oh, wait, your turn is, is dumb and like doesn't really work. But like he, at least for Harry specifically, other people could be doing this work at the same time. Harry has a very specific job and we know that he does not do well with multiple things 
at no, the same he, time. <laughs> the kid that never did his homework? He no, decidedly no. cannot do that. So we'll he just give him his one job and let him focus on his one job. Remember when he became a quester for three weeks? Like, it's all he can focus on. No. No, no, no. Oh my god, I almost like snorted water out of my nose. <laughs> I mean, the quest. <laughs> the quest. <laughs> Capital Q. Mm-hmm. Um, Just in the middle of his car crack time. Like, those of us who know. <laughs> those of us who know. Uh, so Marquita says JK decided to write it away by saying that centaurs and goblins chose to be beast in Fantastic Beast. Um Dahlia says this is all they, the goblins have. They don't want to be <clears throat> part of wizarding society and wizards don't want them. I think that's wizards the centaurs. Get their, oh, centaurs. Um, this is all they have. They don't want to be part of wizarding society and wizards don't want them. Wizards get the rest of the world to so respect their land. Um, and Marquita adds, who wouldn't choose to be a beast left, left to govern yourself when the alternative is to be a part of a, that, a, part of a system that treats you less than? Mm-hmm. Which is like a word. The whole movement, really. <laughs> um, so then uh, Ron is like, all right, well, first, sorry, a pause for feels. Harry looks out of the window no, thank you. at Dobby's grave and where Luna is arranging sea lavender in a jam jar beside the headstone because she's... Luna wondering. knew him for literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. And this goes out to Danielle and all you haters. <laughs> How do you not love her? How dare? How very dare? She's a cinnamon roll. Goddamn sunshine. She definitely is a cinnamon roll. Um, so then, uh, so Ron is like, so how about we tell Griphook we need the sword until we get inside the vault and then he can have it. Then we switch, there's a fake in there, right? Then we switch them and give him the fake, which I'm like, Sir, that's not a great plan. No, I peep the like. I get. I I understand why one might think that, but no. Um, Ron, he'd know the difference better than we would," said Hermione. He was the only one who realized that there had been a swap. Um, and then Ron is like, "Yeah, but we could scarf her before he realizes that." Hermione said, "Is despicable." Ask for his he- for his help, then double cross him, and you wonder why goblins don't like wizards, Ron. So like, it's one of these things where, <clears throat> and we kind of I feel like this kind of is the theme for this chapter, where Ron and Hermione are basically just Harry arguing with himself, you know, in his head. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and not that in, like, reminded a bad me way. of um, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and not in a, not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, it's basically what is, what he's trying to process and they're just kind of like playing it out in front of him. Um, and so, because like, and I think that like, in this case, because again, it's like, it's, it's very much like it's, I think Harry even brings it up at one point, like it's the greater good and it's not great. Yikes. But also we're trying to defeat the greatest dark wizard of all time. You know what I mean? Who is like coming after all three of us specifically, but then like much, many more thousands and thousands of people in general, including goblins, including goblins. And so like, what is it to like disrespect a goblin in this instance when at the end of the day, Voldemort's going to die. Right. Um, and, and, but at the same time, you don't want to like 
do way too much, right? And then like now this goblin has it out for you, like you know what I mean? And you're like it just it's so it's it's a very tricky situation. Um, and it's not like like Hermione is right in that like Ron's ideas are not great, but also it's not like she has other ideas to offer either. Um, yeah. So it's just a very like kind of tricky um, situation and like moment. Um, so Hermione says we need to find we need to offer him something else just as valuable. Ron is like brilliant. I'll go and get one of our other ancient goblin made swords and you can gift wrap it. Um, and then Harry, you know, he's thinking he's like I like of course like he's you know it's one of those things where it's like why would he want the one thing that we need to like destroy Horcruxes. Um, and so he closes his eyes and listens to the rush of the sea. Um, the idea that Gryffindor might have stolen the sword was unpleasant to him. He had always been proud to be a Gryffindor. Gryffindor had been the champion of Muggleborns, the wizard who had clashed with the pureblood loving Slytherin. Which I'm like, first of all, your, your faves are problematic. This is why you don't. Right. You just don't stand. Um, unless it's Beyonce. Um, and then also... Was Gryffindor a champion of Muggleborns? I mean, he was just like, hey, we should let them in our school. Right, I was going to say, I feel like he was just <laughs> not not the champion of Muggleborns. Like, if anything, I would think that that Helga Hufflepuff was, because she's very much right. like, we'll take the lot, whereas like Gryffindor needed a, wanted a very specific kind of wizard. wizard. And like, you know, he wasn't trying to subjugate those that were not brave or courageous, but... He didn't want to try to teach him either. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I mean, I get it, but I feel like him saying that he was a champion of Muggleborns is much more Harry reading into Gryffindor, you know what I mean? I mean, it's also very much like Harry read the cliff notes or the, you know, the the year one summary of who Gryffindor was. (laughs) And like that has stuck with him. And he never, like he doesn't have actual like, data to back this up he someone told him one story and good lord amani um (laughs) amani said god gryffindor breaker of chains friends to muggles misa i just yeah so um (laughs) he said that thing um but like he you know like literally all harry knows about god gryffindor is that sorting hat song right where he said, I'll take the bravest, he didn't say, I'll take the Muggleborns. Right. He specifically, very specifically did not say, I'll take the Muggleborns. Since right. you don't want to, Salazar, I got them. He didn't say that. Right. Um, but it's also just a problem of, does it matter? They, they, like, they have been dead thousands of years. Or at least hundreds of years at this well, point. Well, I think that, like, in, in this situation, it's not like Harry... He's not having quite the same existential crisis that he had, that he, that he's still, like, still having with Dumbledore. I think that he's just... It's just one of those moments where you're like, wow, that person was trash. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, a person right, that... Right, but like, I feel like he, he's trying to, like, use that... Um, I think... I feel like he feels like... If Grindel... Or Grindel... Jesus. Yes. If Gryffindor stole the sword then he would have to give it to grip hook right like his like more like i think it's tied into his morality some yeah. somehow like if gryffindor paid for the sword and it was freely given then he would feel 
a little bit better about double crossing grip hook and keeping the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it was actually a stolen sword, he would side with Hermione and say like, no, we can't double cross grip hook because right. it's belongs to them. Um, and I'm saying, does that actually matter when this, like those people have been long dead? It does. I mean, in, in wartime, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, if it was like a random Tuesday and Voldemort wasn't out here, you know, what horcruxes that needed to be killed, then we could have that fundamental, like we could do discovery and go through all of the process and, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of like, are you, are you willing to do this thing, admittedly shitty thing for the greater good? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to try to find another way to kill Horcruxes? Right. Um, so then Harry is like, maybe he's lying. Um, Griphook, maybe Gryffindor didn't steal the sword. How do we know the goblin version of history is right? So at this point he's trying to, like, he's just trying to, like he even admits that he's just, it, Whichever one is true, if, you know, and also, like, neither of them have to be true. It could be somewhere in the middle. Um, right. He's just saying, like, it changes how he feels about it. And I think in this moment, he's mostly just, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, he's just moral, his moral compass. What does he have? Moral fiber? Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, he's having a hard time. Um, so then Harry says, we'll tell him he can have the sword after he's helped us get into that vault, but we'll be careful to avoid telling him exactly when he can have it. Um, Ron is grinning because he's like, excellent. Um, Hermione looks alarmed. Um, she's like, wait, we can't. And Harry says, he can have it after we've used it on all the Horcruxes. I'll make sure he gets it then. I'll keep my word. Hermione says, that could be years. And he's like, I know that, but he needn't. I won't be lying, really. Um... Both he and Hermione are very, like, so this is a moment where Harry has the, like, for the greater good kind of moment. Um, yeah. And I think that it's interesting that he gets it here, especially because he spent, like, the last six, seven chapters being angry at Dumbledore, which is, like, I you know, we've talked about that at length, but it's one of these moments where now he realizes that, like, he has to make this decision, and obviously the for the greater good decision that Dumbledore was making back when he was their age is way different, and, like, not okay, but it is very similar to the decisions that he may have made in the fight against Voldemort. So I think, like, in some ways, he's kind of understanding him a little bit, but also, like, hating himself <laughs> for having to make this decision and for making yeah. this decision. Um, so again, it's just, like, very complicated. It's a lot going on. Um, and then... Let's pause, because the chat is doing a lot. So talking about it's, Godric Gryffindor... <laughs> um, so DJ says that Harry is the king of putting people on a pedestal. Uh, Bianca says he would run. He uh, read one summary. What Harry summary? don't read. Uh, Marquita says that Harry read Godric's Wikipedia. Bianca said, "How long did it take him to figure out about Godric's Hollow again?" <laughs> and then says Godric's Hollow is named after Godric Gryffindor, a concept. Oh well, she said that her, that Hermione's brain is probably the scar. Uh, quote, I'm surrounded by idiots. Um, and then Amani says, I thought it was God. Rick's hollow. You mean it's not a Rick's, Rick James tribute village? Which, like, please, sir. Have several seats. Yeah. Um, and then Marquita brings up a great question mm-hmm. of 
If the sword presents itself to any Gryffindor in need, why not give it to Griphook, knowing that he'd get it back when he needed it? Um, and Lucia says he doesn't want to dive into a frozen lake again. Which is that. And also, which, I think it's like, it's one of those things because... It's touchy. It's it touchy. does you don't it. Know, it's tricky. Right? Because it's not you like can't the sword count on didn't it. pop up. When Harry was just like, oh, I need to destroy this Horcrux, the sword didn't appear. Right? Uh yeah. Snape physically placed it. It's not like in Chamber of Secrets where Harry was in like actual danger where the Horcrux was like literally attacking him that it just popped up in the hat. Or like really, I mean, Fox had to bring it the hat, but then the sword popped up in the hat. Um, so it, yeah, that's one of the things is that it doesn't really pop up, I think, unless you're in like danger, danger, not just like, hey, time for me to. It's also like, soul. it, it, It doesn't call, it doesn't come when you call it. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you it's can't not, be like, hey, what's up, sword? Yeah. <laughs> and so been? it's not, it's not reliable. Yeah. Like, you know, it decides and it, and it, it may not come to you at all. Like mm-hmm. it might be like, there's another Gryffindor over here that needs me. My right, services the fact that it hasn't more. disappeared. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> the fact that hasn't disappeared and showed up in Neville's hand while he's like running away from Caro's <laughs> in the middle of Hogwarts is just luck at this point. Right. So, uh, Amani, yeah, Amani says it's not Thor's hammer. Oh, Thor! Can we just talk about him? Yeah. I just love him so much. Yeah, I love great. his family. He's great. Um. Okay. So then, uh, Harry I feel and Hermione like saying he's great to shut me up. Harry, Harry and Hermione don't like this plan, but Ron, of course, thinks it's brilliant. Um. So they go back to because Ron is trash. He, it's I so mean, sad. He is a, a product of. He just doesn't, I don't even want to say this because Harry doesn't either, but like in certain situations, he just doesn't have nuance and morals and morals. That's not really a thing that he worries about. But I also, you know, in this situation, I kind of get it because he's like, we have to, we need it. Like if we didn't need it, then fine. But you know, what else are we going to do? This is what it is. Um, Have morals. Be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Grip Hook, we would love to agree to that, but we need the sword because we need it to destroy, um, destroy well, some things that. that you don't need to know about. I was going to say, it's, just, it's a slippery slope. They really can't tell him anything. Um, so they go back to the, to the bedroom. Uh, Grip Hook is like, I have your word, Harry Potter, that you would give me the sword of Gryffindor if I help you. And Harry's like, yes. Then shake. Um, and so they shake hands, and then now it's time for planning 2.0. Woohoo! It's like, just imagine, like, really upbeat music behind me, and it's, like, like uplifting and stuff. Like, maybe, like, the Rocky theme while they're planning, and then it's, like, a montage. Bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. It was, like, planning. And bum, the, bum, the, bum. I bum. It was, like, planning to break into the ministry all over again. <laughs> they settled into work in the smallest bedroom, which was kept according to Griphook's preference in semi-darkness. Um, so Griphook is like, I've visited. I feel like I stand Griphook a little bit. I just feel <laughs> just like he bit. is a diva. He's doing the like he's wearing um, Beyonce's yellow hoodie thing, hoodie uh, homecoming outfit, oh my. and it's like I am a diva. That is. And And it's like, you know what? I don't feel the need to make any more notes if you're not gonna, you know, put into practice the notes that I've already given you. Yeah. 
Um, so then, uh, I visited the Lestrange's vault only once in Griphook. On the occasion, I was told to place inside the false sword. Um, it is one of the most ancient chambers. The oldest wizarding families store their treasures at the deepest level, where the vaults are largest and best protected. Which is, you know, capitalism, but... <laughs> move on. Um, aw, Maggie's not in the chat, but I guess she'll just drop it on us on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Waiting. I'm not, but you I know. am. I don't even know what she's gonna do this time. It could be. <gasps> Never mind. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll leave it. Um. So then, they remained shut in the cupboard-like room for hours at a time. Slowly, the day stretched into weeks. Um. There was problem after problem to overcome. Not least of which was that their store of Polyjuice potion was greatly depleted. So there's only enough left for one more person to use it. Um, the other inhabitants of Shell's Cottage could hardly fail to notice that something was going on now that Harry, Ron, and Hermione only emerged for mealtimes, but no one asked questions. The longer they spent together, the more, uh, Harry realized he didn't much like the goblin, but he's not gonna say nothing because, like, you know, they need him, so we'll just leave it. Um, um, but then the goblin only ate grudgingly with the rest of them. Um, he had continued to request trays of food in his room, like the still frail Ollivander, um, until Floor was like, what we're not going to do is have me out here like a maid in my own house when you could walk down the stairs. Right. Um, so the chat is still on what, how they could have told Grip Hook and Lucia drops this gym. Hey, Grip Hook, I love everything you're putting down and I will 100% follow through, but I need to destroy some stuff that needs basilisk venom and this sword has that plus one upgrade. So once I've completed that quest, capital Q, and grab that achievement award, I'll swing by and drop it off. Deal? Um, and they, uh, DJ says um, they should have, Grip Hook might have been able to give them a similar sword or extract the venom. Goblin magic could have that power. Um, and she said, shit, Grip Hook might just have a bag full of basilisk venom. He's sketchy like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, damn. But, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, Bianca mentions that they needed to choose their words more carefully. Help us get in and out of the vault. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think goblins are on that face shit. And that's why I think I stand. They messy. I love it. <laughs> I just really like the minutia, you know? Yeah. The semantic. Yeah. Their entire plan hangs on a semantic that they were not checking for. And I love it. <laughs> it's so petty. I said, I'll help you get in. I'm going to say nothing about helping you get out. Yeah. I, I say nothing about helping you get out. Yeah. Uh, Bianca says that Griffith was trying to get some wizard slavery. He said reparations reparations um so he doesn't eat the same food as them insisting instead on lumps of raw meat roots and various fungi which like you know it's not i think it's written in a way that's supposed to be rude but like because he's which you know he is being rude but in this case he's not that's just like he has a different he diet eats. he's not a human so why would he right. eat human food it's like you invite a vegetarian over and you don't have no sides or a vegan and you have no vegan sides like you, like, you can still eat meat. Like, you put right? bacon in the broccoli? That's You put like, bacon in the broccoli? Wow. That's just rude. Like, and you knew. I mean, okay. You knew. I said, hey. I mean, you didn't know, no. Like, you didn't know I was right. going to be here. But now it's been some weeks. Right. I mean, he didn't, like, RSVP. But, like, you know, once but he showed up, he did. was like. You know? It's not right. Like he just they all dropped in. Itself. So. 
true. Um, but I also kind of love the fact that Flora is like, no. I mean, at this point, it's been weeks, and she's just like, y'all still not uh, not out my house, and this goblin's out here just Bossing requesting me around. rooms and requesting Like, food a week ago, like- your ass was camping. Well, not a week ago. A month ago, your ass was camping, and like, Akio and Salmon out the river, which you could well, also go do, because there's some he, water. He can't. He doesn't have a wand. That's true. That was the, the wizards. Ted Cresswell. Ted and no. Ted Tonks and Dirk Questwell. Um, But either way, a week ago, your ass was camping and gathering roots. And now you got demands. Yep. On my house? Are you putting in rent? Nope. Money? Nope. Just running up my gas and electric? Mm Mm-hmm. And got comments on my food? Nah. Will not stand for it. Um, So then... Uh, Harry, you know, he starts feeling responsible again, as as Harry is want to do. He apologizes to Floor and is like, "I never meant you to have to deal with all of this." Um, Floor is, you know, he's she's magicking her kitchen, just doing her best Mrs. Weasley impression, um, and is like, "Harry, you saved my sister's life. I do not forget." Um, anyway, Mister Ollivander leaves for Muriel this evening. That will make things easier. Um, and then she's like, the goblin can move downstairs. You, Ron, and Dean can take that room. And, and Harry's like, we don't mind sleeping in the living room. And he's trying to, like, keep Griffith happy. But Flora's like, nah, she could, he could sleep on the motherfucking couch. Mm-hmm. He could do it. He's small enough. I'm over it. Yeah, and Harry's <laughs> like, nah, we good. We can sleep on the couch. We, or we got it in the living room. He's, oh, he's Bianca. Um, Bianca just photoshopped Griffith's face on Beyonce. And, and then blinged just, me. Who, I mean, you said it. But did I, I didn't ask for this. You did not. You did not. That's not, that's actually decidedly not what you asked for. Did not do it. That specifically is not what you asked for. That's true. Got Marquita throwing her phone. That's crazy. Nobody wants us. No, no. Um, so then Harry's like, also Ron, Hermione and I will be off your hands soon as well. Like we're about to be out. And Flora's like, but what do you mean? You you can't leave. You're safe here. And so, again, it's the Mrs. Weasley 2.0, even though just a year ago they hated each other. Or not hated, right? but, like, were, you know, very different, strong personalities. And now they're the same. So, woohoo. Um, is there's a, there, is, there is that thing about, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie! Oh my god. <laughs> oh, she wrote Delia in. She made Delia oh, her accomplice. It. I love it. It's the perfect it's it's Floor saying, You're safe here to Harry, and then immediately Nagini pops out. Of her neck. <laughs> I love as it. always. Nagini's always thing. coming from the neck. <laughs> Oh. I was really wondering. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be this time. <laughs> it's, all, it's always something like. Nagini I think one time so I requested cute, something though. specifically, but Maggie, I know. Maggie's. I called her Nagi. I'm going to start calling her Nagi from now on. <laughs> Maggie's Nagini is adorable every time. <laughs> I think she gets oh. more adorable as it goes on. Yes. And it's just like, aw, Nagini. Aw, look at Nagini. <laughs> look at her. Just pop look at out her. her onesies. 
<laughs> finding new onesies. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so then, uh, oh, okay. So Harry, you know, he's like, he doesn't want to have this conversation, but luckily he doesn't have to because Luna and Dean enter their hair damp from the rain outside and their arms full of driftwood. So, you know, I know we have a very specific agenda currently. But this is, this Black birthed, Street. this birthed many fix. But just, I mean, did it because I, I mean, obviously like I barely refix, so like I got to look up my Luna and Dean, but like. They're just so cute, and I would. I don't know. And it is all Hogwarts VSU was the Dean fic that Amani wrote. Amani, you're in the chat, so you can answer this. That he was he was looking at Luna, wasn't he? Or was he looking at I Cho? Think so. I don't remember. Was he been, at Cho? I've read a lot of. I've had to edit a lot since then, so I'm not. I can't. I couldn't yeah. tell you off top. I feel like he was looking at Luna. But, That's possible. You know. But like, what also? But what what was not happening? Delia with Luna is, and Ron. <laughs> that was not happening. <laughs> Delia. The point though that I'm trying to make is that like I don't know, they spent they they spent a lot of time together gathering roots. Gathering roots. I mean, they were they were in the I mean, they were only like in prison briefly for like 5 minutes because Harry and Ron were there and were like not today. Um <laughs> I don't <laughs> couldn't be in bar behind bars, but um but they spent like a lot of time at Shell Cottage together and then fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. And they're just cute. And they could just be friends. Like I tugboat them as well. But like, you know, we've been doing a lot of shipping over here. So I could also be persuaded to read some Dean and Luna uh, ships, you know. I mean, I, listen, I don't know which one, where we were talking about this before, but I feel like everyone deserves Dean. <laughs> Oh, that was and a fire whiskey chat. Because <laughs> we're talking it, about Parvati. <laughs> oh, right. I just feel like everyone deserves a dean. That's true. So. That is true. I'm good on that. But what um, no one deserves is a Ron. <laughs> wow. I mean, someone deserves Ron. Coldemort. It ain't Luna. <laughs> someone. Um. Okay. Moving on. So Luna is telling is telling Dean about the crumple horde and Snorkak. Um Dean is very much like, um, looks at Harry like I mean, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so sorry. Bianca's out here. Um <laughs> So Delia said that she was a Harry and Luna shipper. DJ said that she prefers Harry, Luna, and Dean Hermione. And then Bianca said Ron in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca ships Ron and the couch. And I'm not mad at it. No. Um, and Lucia lets us know that Luna was the flower girl at Dean and Seamus's wedding. Which I'm here Which for. I'm also here for. You could you imagine her flower girl fit? Like it would just be But also could you imagine her, her flower girl game? Like she would toss them and then they would turn into butterflies and fly and then they would flutter down and Onto then their lay lapels. perfectly. Ugh. On like on maybe onto like Dean and Seamus's like lapels of their yes of their just man hire her today right <laughs> and then they would like line the aisles and then when when Dean and or Seamus walk the like walk the aisle then they would all all the petals would form a heart just perfect heart Ooh. wonderful. Luna that one. 
So then Luna's like, if you ever come to our house, I'll be able to show you the horn. Daddy wrote to me about it, it uh, but I haven't seen it yet because the Death Eaters took me from Hogwarts Express. I never got home for Christmas. Uh, Hermione is like, Luna, we told you that horn exploded. It came from an erupt Not a Crumplehork Snorkak. And Luna says, no, it was definitely a Snorkak horn. Daddy told me. It will probably have reformed by now. They mend themselves, you know. And like, I just... So they not to say that... themselves. So it's not to say know. that... That, first of all, that's like new information. Um, second of all, it's not to say that like I'm I'm actually here for the train of thought that the Arumpet Horn and the Crumple Horn Snorkak are the same. Like the horn, the Arumpet and the Crumple Horn Snorkak are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just funny because she explains like they re- it'll, it'll have reformed because it mends itself, but she doesn't explain the exploding part. Like it's not like it exploded because something else by it exploded. Like it was actually the bomb. Like, it detonated. So it's just very funny the way that, like, they both are just, like, they're very staunchly on opposite sides and it cracks me up at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But also, like, yeah, let's definitely not keep, what whatever it is, let's not keep it in the house. Yeah. Because the house doesn't reform itself. True. Well, yeah, never mind. Nope, not bringing it up. Just the kidding. house might reform itself. It might. I mean, the borough did. I wasn't going to do it, but I wasn't going to do it. You brought it up. I knew where you were going, and I let it pass. And I'm also just saying, like, (laughs) you know, it's happened before. It has. (laughs) There's precedent. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, So it's time for Mr. Ollivander Ollivander to leave. Um, Luna gives, uh, or tells, sorry, sorry. Um, Luna tells Mr. Ollivander that she's going to miss him, and he says, and I, you, my dear, you you were an inexpressible comfort to me in that terrible place. And I just... It's wonderful. Um, so... Luna's, Luna's wonderful. That's who you want when it's, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, when it's about to go down. Just for, like, support and things. Um, so then Flora says... Or asks um, if he and Bill can deliver a package to Auntie Muriel because she never returned the tiara from the wedding. She opens it and then Griffith is like, oh, interesting. These also made by goblins. Um, And Bill is like, and paid for by wizards. And so just kind of snatches that out, which is a yikes. Um... So then Bill and Ollivander set off. The the rest of them squeezed around the table. Flora's all nervous because, you know, Bill's not gone for very long, but clearly in this climate, like, you, your boo you leaves. Know, you just want your boo like, thing so, and, you don't have, and you don't have a clock like Mrs. Weasley. Mm-mm. So awkward. Um, but then he returns pretty quickly and he's like, everything's fine. Ollivander settled in. Mom and dad say hello. Jenny sends you all her love, which like, <laughs> Jenny sends you harry her love and then um, there's something in harry's chest that starts talking to him like oh like, really why do you send my your love to me that's yeah. crazy and we're just like hey man purr. get that checked out the scaly did the scaly just, monster that did purrs. you just say purr <laughs> and with your this is a podcast so y'all can't see it but she just did this really lazy hand move like <laughs> hand cat paw movement and said purr <laughs> And I need to make it a gif or something because it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <Purr. laughs> Bianca drops the, the old sticker that Clarissa made 
Jenny is still eating porridge. Jenny's still eating porridge. Um, Fred and George are driving Muriel up the wall because they're operating an owl order business out of her back room, which is like, secure the bag. Okay? Right? Nobody else is working, so... You still gotta make change. And I bet you they, they might be dropping... Muriel, if you, you know, duck it, thank you for housing us. You know? It's better than what Griff Pug doing. Gotta do something. Um, Luna's like, this is the... Oh, sorry. So, it cheered uh, Muriel up to have her tiara back. She said she thought we'd stolen it. And Flora's like, I, you know what? Your whole family can get out of my face. Um, Luna is like, daddy's made a tiara. Well, more of a crown, really. And so then Ron and Harry, of course, look at each other and are like, oh, yeah. We know. We've seen it. <laughs> um, he says he's trying to create the lost diadem of Ravenclaw. So that's like the second time it's been brought up. So just another aha moment. Um, uh-huh. He thinks he's identified most of the elements now. Adding Billy Wigs really made a difference, apparently. That's wonderful. Um, I mean, the thing is, is like, it's great, but Xenophilius is definitely an Azkaban right now. So it's not like we could just pop by and see it. So that's true. Awkward. Um, there's a bang on the front door. Everyone is like, hold up. We didn't ask who is this? Hey. Yeah. That's exactly what they're like. They're like, who's at our door? We, yeah. you know, we weren't out here with the, uh, we didn't, we didn't send out any other invites to our dinner party. Um, so Bill's like, who is it? And it's our dad. Who's like a dad now. It's great. Our our hashtag dad who's a hashtag dad squared you know oh my gosh but before before we get there let's talk about this little code phrase thing that they just that joe pretty much just gave up on at this point in the book she was like i don't care it's remus she's not even trying she's not trying she's like you know it's remus it's motherfucking remus that's what it is um so it is a high remus john lupin Hi, I'm a werewolf, married to Nymphadora Tonks, and you, the secret keeper of Shell Cottage, told me the address and bade me to come in an emergency. So I'm like... Everyone knows the damn Death Eaters were cackling at the start of this book about Nymphadora marrying the werewolf Lupin. Like, it's the man everyone knows. And Lupin's... Code is I, Lupin the werewolf, married to Nymphadora. We all know that though. Like everyone knows that. We know you're a werewolf. We've been done that. We've been on that since 1993, at least. Snape told everybody. <laughs> and then we know that you married Nymphadora because it was all in the field. Everybody was like, really? Fun. It was, Wasn't you put announcements in the prophet. <laughs> we all saw it. It's on my refrigerator, Remus. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what we don't know is like, you know, the the animal that Harry first saw on your thing. Or I mean, I don't know. The, well, I guess he does know that Harry's there probably. But just like. The grade that Bill received in Transfiguration. The fifth sign of the house of Gaunt. <laughs> I don't know. Like something else. Lucia says. But Lucia, me. Uh, sorry. Remus married to Nymphadora. Matt, me, Wolfie McWolferson, yeah, who was, happens was to be say, a werewolf. Lucia literally was like, Mooney McWolf is a werewolf? Wild. <laughs> Crazy, right? Like, DJ says that he's too happy to think clearly. Which, like, sure. Except that he's had quite a lot of time to come up with a code name with Bill. Like, or a code phrase. It and is also, me, Romulus. The one that, he did, the one that they did in... Day From Romula. The one that they did in, um... 
earlier, the one that he did during in the bribe in chapter twelve was also not good. That one he says, hold up, now I gotta find it because it was also like, um, I'm pretty sure it was like the same thing. It was. It was. It was John Lupin, not married to Nymphadora, Marauder, or something like that. (laughs) We know. I'm known as Mooney. Bro, yeah, you says, find really, it. He just really loves dropping his full name is what it is. He says, I am Remus John Lupin Werewolf, sometimes known as Mooney, one of the four creators of the Marauder's Map, married to Nymphadora, usually known as Tonks, and I taught you how to produce a Patronus, which takes the form of a stag. <laughs> and it's like, sure. But like, this is all information that people could have gotten. We know, bruh, we know. <laughs> but That's like my biggest know, thing. And really, it's not like, even, again, it's not Remus. It's just, you know, Having to come up with multiple little phrases. Remus came in and said, Harriet Jones, books. prime minister. <laughs> like, like, we know what? Who you are. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, and it's, it's one of those things where, like, I get it because having to come up with different little secret thingies over two, over two books is, like, quite a bit. I wouldn't have done it. I would have made that shit move real quick. I would have been like, oops, they just don't do it. And they're just, you know. Or you just make it, you like stick to the one. You make up one good one and you stick to it. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is she had to do it for different people. So she's had to do it with Arthur and Molly. She's had to do it with Dumbledore. She's had to do it with Remus at least twice. She said, you know what I mean? She's had to, she had to do it in that whole scene where they were pointing wands at each other, talking about somebody new, the plan. So like, it, and not, again, not just, and I'm not saying that like she shouldn't have tried harder. I'm just saying that I would have quit sooner. No. Personally. Wait. Honestly, I would have done it and I'd have been like, wow, this is a good idea. And then I'd have been like, um... Remus was the founder of Rome. And who's married to a fae? Tox is a fae? Nymphadora is a fae? I need to know more mythology. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need this story. Write this fanfic, Lucia. Uh, Lucia says it's a 10 second thought. Like, I personally just feel like... Oh, Marquitas? Well... Even that doesn't fully work. Marquita says that we could have, um, he could have said we have a common affliction, but the only reason that doesn't work is because Bill, they, I mean, the death Or we share a common enemy. We were attacked by the we same person. We both like our meat a little bit rare. A little bit rare. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm, again, it's not, like, it's not to say that this isn't difficult. It's just to say that he didn't do a very good job. Um, and Bill is just like, it, it must be Remus. It's him. Um, and luckily it is him. He falls over the threshold. He's white-faced, wrapped in a traveling cloak, his gray hair uh, windswept. He looks around the room, sees who all is there, and then's like, it's a boy. We named him after, T- we named him Ted after Dora's father. Everybody is just like, yo, we thought it was going to be bad news. This is amazing news. Everybody's all excited. Remus is like beside himself. He stro- strides around the table and hugs Harry because hashtag dad. dad. And then he says to Harry, you'll be Godfather. Oh my God, girl. But Robin, how are you not here with me? These Hufflepuff feels. Because I've no, read this book literally a bajillion but times. But he gets to and be I've Teddy been... serious. And I just don't understand how that doesn't give you feels. Because that's. It, it, because it's given me feels a bajillion times and I'm still stuck on it is I Remus John Lupin married to Tonks but he gets to be I'm still there he gets to but be Teddy serious I know and it's so great it is very great and also like Teddy is a common name for a dog and it's my I miss Teddy 
my friend's old dog. Now I'm going to cry. Um, and like Sirius was Harry's dog father. And now Harry is Teddy the dog's godfather. And Imani should leave. Definitely. It's always the case. Um, Have a seat, sir. Yeah. Now there's just now. Oh, now there's okay. That one just being that one hurt, and they're just so cute. Harry and Teddy together. It's too much. Okay, okay. This fan art is too much. So how about we move on? Because I don't know what that many feels. I'm very much like we've. I we. I think I talked about this. I feel like it was us and maybe Connie. Like. Hufflepuffs sit in the fields. I'm a Ravenpuff, so I just do drive-bys. Like I just like pew pew fields, and then I'm done. I'm over it. I, don't, I no <laughs> longer want to. I no longer want to like engage. You know. I'm like okay, but this second piece of fan art was just rude. It's too much, Lucia. Oh, and it's a gif. How about not? How about we don't, Lucia? We know. <laughs> we know you are very comfortable on the feelings bench. We understand. You have made that clear. Your brand is intact. Jesus. Um, so, wait, I have to explain it to the people oh, at yeah. home. Um, so, it's a two-panel fan art. And the first one is Harry, South Asian Harry, by the way, sitting with Remus. And Remus says, what memory did you think of? And Harry says, my parents. And then the next panel is Harry sitting with Teddy and Harry says, what memory did you think of? And Teddy says, my parents. No, thanks. Oh and now we're God. all just here. And now Bianca's sharing one where Ready Harry's holding baby Oh my God! Teddy, and it's just... Baby Teddy with his blue hair! Hashtag dad, okay? It continues. Hashtag dad lives. Okay. Okay. You got me up here. I'm no longer <laughs> upset about Remus John Lupin. <laughs> Werewolf. <laughs> Werewolf. <laughs> oh, that one is so good. It's so cute. I can't. Oh. I cannot. It's too much. I'm saving this. Okay. But also, how dare you? Yeah. Um. So Harry feels overwhelmed and he's like, he's overwhelmed, astonished, and delighted. He, of course, says yes because like... That's his Why wouldn't you? Because it's so. Um, and then Remus is like, I can't say long. I must get back. Um, he's beaming at everyone. The, you know, they're all drinking to Teddy Remus Lupin. Um, we find out that he looks like uh, Lupin now all of a sudden calls Tonks Dora, which is like cute, but random. Um, but <laughs> she thinks he's like me. Not much hair. It looked black when he was born, but I swear it's turned ginger in the hour since. Probably be blonde um, by the time I get back. Andromeda said Tonks' hair. See, now he changes it to Tonks. Um, started changing colors the day she was born. Um, and then he's like, just pull it up one more time. It's cool. So they just, they drink a lot. So they drink some, some uh, drink. Um, pull it up, pull it up. Exactly. Um, and then Remus's news seemed to have taken them out of themselves, removed them from the for a while from their state of siege. Tidings of new life were exhilarating, which is true, um, and like and great, but I still stand by, um, you know, keeping it wrapped up out there, folks, in times of wizarding wars. 
just, you know, seems like the thing that should be. I mean, they should just be using it in general. It's kind of wild that they don't have magical contraception, but, you know. They're just, it's a little baby, and he's holding him, and he's so small. I know. I know. He's got the cute little baby booty, you know, you know that it's warm, you know that it's breathing, it's like, it smells like heaven, like candy canes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we're talking about no more. They're just so cute. That's too much. It's Lucia's fault. Um, so then Remus is like, I really must get back. Um, and he says, I'll try to bring pictures in a few days time. Also, where do they live at? Sorry. Where's Remus? Oh, ap- at apparition is at- a thing. You it's said fun. what? I said apparition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, how, I'm just like, how are you getting there? You just pop, you just pop in and pop out. I'm like, why? Well, yes, literally. <laughs> it's not worth. It's not worth the travel time to just show up, be like, it's a boy, and then be like, bye. But there isn't a travel time. It's fine. It's fine. I'm. I was upset. Yeah. I forgot how the wizarding world worked for a minute. Yeah. I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Um. So. Godfather Harry uh, said Bill as they walk into the kitchen together, helping to clear the table. A real honor. Congratulations. Harry. I know. It's too much. It truly is. Um, <clears throat> I was fine until the goddamn fan art. It's just like, they're just, just so cute. It's just it's wonderful feels. You're in the literal tears. I was, I was, I was tearing up and my eyes were stinging a little bit. Yeah. In the You'll Be Godfather This is Harry. what you wanted. Like, they got into a big fight. This is what you wanted. Harry, like, he just, all he needed was his was his Mooney. And I just feel like he doesn't get his Mooney enough. And now he gets to be here for his what? Mooney's Stop Mooney. Talking. And it's just adorable. And Stop I talking! It. I'm sorry. Okay, Stop. on to goblins. Bill would like a private word with Harry. Bum, bum, bum. Um, oh, God. He says, you're planning something with, gri- with Grip Hook. And then says, I know goblins. Yeah. I have goblin friends. Which is yes. just like... <laughs> Some of my best friends are goblins. <laughs> yes, it's literally what it is. I dated a goblin once. <laughs> I had sex with a goblin. It was oh, cool. No, no. <laughs> all of those things. Oh, God. And I'm still crying. <laughs> Through all of it. <laughs> oh, God. Can you stop? <laughs> it's Jitty. She's not even eating porridge. <laughs> and Harry, and they're flying, and the Teddy's got the little baby bird flying. Oh God! <laughs> okay. Oh gosh. All right, it's okay. Um. Oh God. So then Bill is like, "If you've struck any kind of bargain with Grip Hook, and most particularly if that bargain involves treasure." You must be exceptionally careful. Goblin notions of ownership, payment, and repayment are not the same as human ones. Um, Harry's like, well, yikes. Because, you know, first of all, too late. Um, and then Biddy asks, what do you mean? Um, and he says, and Bill says, and this is where I have an issue. Because um, we're talking about a different breed of being. Oh, God! The racism! Now I'm crying. <laughs> because the thing is, is like, it's not biology, it's, it's culture. So you can't just be like, oh, they're just a different breed. Like, wow, you know, like, yeah, that's not how it works. Smaller. They do it because that... they're goblins. It's like, no, they do it because they're raised that way. Just the same reason why y'all learn. It's just, 
different cultures. Things no, like that are no, different among Thomas, human cultures as well. So like No, I just, because the the great wizard biologist Thomas Jefferson did some experiments oh, right. and saw that mm-hmm. their brains are smaller. No, he didn't and then do that any experiments. Not, Thomas Jefferson didn't do no experiments. He just observed them from afar. He observed. And then said, based on my observations from about 100 yards away. Yeah. With no no peer reviews or or citations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Um, dealings between wizards and goblins have been fraught for centuries, but you'll know all that from History of Magic, and I'm like, sir. <laughs> 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 Did you not have Harry Reid. Like, can we not? <laughs> Maybe you can, can get through all the boring, but like, you're talking Aye. to Harry. <laughs> I did take history of magic. We called it history of naps. (laughs) Um, Then he says there has been fault on both sides, which again is like meh. Like it's not, it's not a both sides thing. And I would never claim that wizards have been innocent. However, there is belief among some goblins and those at Gringotts are perhaps most prone to it that wizards cannot be trusted in matters of gold and treasure, that they have no respect for goblin ownership. Um, Harry's like, I respect goblin ownership. And Bill's like, no, you don't get it. Like you don't because you don't know, right? You don't understand. Nobody could understand unless they have lived with goblins to a goblin. The rightful and true master of any object is the maker, not the purchaser. Um, if it was bought, they would consider it rented by the one who had paid the money. They have, however, a great difficulty with the idea of goblin made objects passing from wizard to wizard. They they consider our habit of keeping goblin-made objects, passing them from wizard to wizard without further payment, little more than theft. And so that's that's part, just kind of rewinding back to the thing where uh, Griffith is talking about Gryffindor stole the... Stole um, it. The Gryffindor sword. Like, it's totally possible that he, you know, he bought the sword for himself, and then when he decided, like, oh, when I die it'll stay at Hogwarts. At Hogwarts. Then that's when the goblins are like, nah, nah, you're a thief, right? Um, they stole it from us. The problem for me, right, is because, like, obviously these are, like, two very different ideas of ownership and culture, and, like, that's fine. My thing is, why couldn't they just set up a payment plan, and every time they pass it over, they just throw the goblins a little something? Like, I just feel like there are middle grounds yeah, the, where they can both meet each other in the middle, as opposed to just being like, oh, both sides are whoop-de-whoop, like, y'all always trying to, like, steal stuff from us. Like, you could also just, you know come up with the middle ground like taxes something like you know what i mean like like, i just don't think like it's just like oh okay i'm like bequeathing this to my niece so let's just throw some more money to the goblin who made it and then basically goblins are like there should be an inheritance tax and then wizards are like you want a death tax right it's like well you know sure yeah yeah. Uh, DJ said the goblins write reparations into their business stills and she's here for it. <laughs> which, you know, do what you gotta do. I mean, like, and, and I just think that it's not really a diff, especially if you know that that's how they right. are. The thing like, is, is that, like, once you figured out that that is the difference, then... That's not... It's easily should, fixable. Like, you can still keep right. the thing. Like, it... You know what I mean? Like, maybe there you is You could be like, sorry, we didn't, we didn't understand right. the terms of our purchase, but now that we do know this, it's can we... It's like, you know, when you... Re- it's like a car note. Negotiate? You know? Yeah. Or, or rent. Like, it's just like, you know, like, you have bills. It's just a bill if you want to keep this goblin-made thing, because that's what their culture is. Like, do that. Um, right. So then Bill says, all I'm saying is to be very careful what you promise goblins. It would be less dangerous to break into Gringotts than to renege on a promise to a goblin, which, yikes. That was a little too on the nose. Renege. Yeah. Um... 
And so he follows he follows Bill back to the others, and a wry thought comes to him, born no doubt of the wine he had drunk, or just like you being who you are, sir. Um, he seemed set on a course to become just as reckless a godfather to Teddy Lupin as Sirius Black had been to him. And I just there's a lot of feels in that statement, but also. <laughs> It's not he like... He might have been reckless, but he was reckless with love. He loved recklessly. I mean, and I think that, again, in the same way that Harry is reckless. Right? Right. Like, it's not wrong. It's just also like... But my thing is, like, not... You, like, he's not talking about he's set on the course. You've been on this course, sir. <laughs> for right. quite some time. Like, and you came like, by it honestly. Yeah, it's not like, like you You just, this is the moment where You didn't like, get wow, this from Sirius. This, this is the moment was where he was like, I'm, I'm too reckless. It's too much. <laughs> and right. I just have a quibble with that. Um, but that concludes the chapter. Yeah. Um, wow. I, you were all like, there aren't that many fields. And I was like, you're right. And then the chat was like, <laughs> hold my beer. Mm-hmm. Because the feels really came from the chat. They did. Indeed. But I have not cried on Wither Team like that since Sirius, I don't think. So, congratulations. Um, like, you win. Y'all won. Who's your MVP? MVP. I gotta give it to Harry again. Okay. Um, I'm not, like, proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna give it to Grip Hook um, for you know like going after what he wants and all that stuff but then like you can't just be like in somebody's house disrespecting him yeah. so like he couldn't get the MVP and then I was like well maybe you know Bill and Floor you know you know what I'm giving it to Floor because in my brain I was like Bill and Floor but Bill comes a real kind of gross okay. You're but Floor, Floor didn't okay. Floor was good Yeah. so just Floor she gets my MVP for dealing with all these motherfuckers in her house. Word. Being disrespected and still being hospitable and still taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I made Teddy MVP for being a baby and being the cutest. Um, and really, I'm just making my brother MVP, even though. Because your I brother is so cute, too. Like at least a week and a half. And that is just, you know, rude on my Too part. Too long. But like babies are the best and they smell really great. And they're just like, Oh, they smell like heaven. They smell so good. It's kind of like, obviously, you know, it's science so that you'll not throw them away. But like, who gave them permission? It is. It's too much. Um, so Teddy for being a baby. Oh, babies are really, they're like the original Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it's a feelings heist. It's a feelings heist. <laughs> not a feelings heist. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. So Bianca MVPs Harry and Hermione for managing to convince Grip Hook to help them out. DJ MVPs talks. Giving birth is no joke, Mama. And it's especially difficult when you feel like the world around your baby is chaos. I wish we could have more of her inner struggle right now. Which yes, Delia says um, Flora is her MVP for putting up with all these people in her house and taking care of them. She was a try with her champion. She could be out there on missions, but instead. Goes where she is needed and does it all without murking a goblin, which is no small feat. Amani makes hashtag dad Remus John Lupin and talks for the actual labor just for finally getting to be happy. This is the most he smelled in 16 years. You, sir, are also benched. 
Marquita MVPs Teddy Lupin for being born a beautiful blue-haired angel and Floor for putting up with all the people in her house and still being hospitable, even though she can't do newlywed things with her husband. Tiana MVPs Bill Weasley for giving Harry the information he needs directly, respectfully, with not and not being extra with his delivery. Bench, choo-choo bench. I, I got a... I got two benches. I got a bench grip hook for being rude and not having home training. Um, and like, yes, you know, social society, there are differences, you know, but once you can't go to France and act like you're in Germany, you know, I don't think that made sense, <laughs> but it should make sense. Sure. Like, when in Rome, I guess that's that's actually a saying. Yeah. When in Rome is the saying that I'm trying to think of. Yes. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also got a bench like the Wizarding World mm-hmm. for what you said. Like, it's not a hard fix to get right with the goblins. Yeah, they just don't. Cause... Like, it doesn't take much work on their part. Yeah. They just have to do the work. Yeah. Um, I benched the Wizarding World. I was going to, like, I, I thought about Ron, but then, like, reading it and then Bill comes up and then, like... Even, like, the stuff that Hermione's saying and even Harry's thoughts, like, it's very much, like, a symptom of the society. And I think that, like, obviously, you know, they can unlearn those things. Um, But in this particular moment, I I don't, like, I just feel like they should all, like, the entire Wizarding Society should get right with the Lord. Um, The Lord. And, like, just, you know, again, like, we we, we see all these, like, really big kind of, like, Tom is out here doing the the most when it comes to being, like, prejudiced, and he's, like, literally trying to kill people and shit, but, like, he's only able to get that high because there are systems in place that, like, already kind of bolster that and kind of allow for him to just pop up and be like, hey, let's kill all people who aren't pureblood wizards, and some people being like, hmm, I have a good idea, might be onto something here, um, and part of that is because of the way that, like, these wizards have been treating, um, folks that are not like them for, like, centuries, um, and so, you know, I would bench Ron, but that's not really, he's not the cause of it. He's a product of his environment. Yeah, he's not the cause of it. He's the, the, he's just another symptom and like another person who hopefully not, but like, obviously we don't know. So who probably will just continue that on, but like, so will a lot of other people. And so that's trash. So just everyone, the whole wizarding world. Dahlia benches grip hook for being a terrible house guest. DJ benches the wizards and their implicit bias and racism. Bianca benches Ron for having, for having, or Ron for not knowing when to be quiet. Connie burst in to say, oh my God, but also, but also feels, 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 feels. And um, Amani benches Ron and Lucia. They know what they did. (laughs) And Marquita benches Ron for being the epitome of the problematic culture of the wizarding world. She was listening to you. You know, you asked for like specific people for the spreadsheet. (laughs) And we were both like, the entire entire wizarding world world. gotta go. It's true. Um, Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Next week, we'll be discussing chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Green Gots. And you know what that means? You know what that means? We're getting dragons in the multiverse. They took them away from me the this, this week, but I'm getting them back next week, and I'm motherfucking <laughs> hype. I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, oh, man. Make sure to follow Good along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has been for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Um, 
donate to us if you can in celebration for a four-year anniversary. Take our survey. Send us questions for the owl post. Uh, be blessed. Hashtag dads gang gang. Bye, guys. Oh. Hold, hold a baby. Hold a baby. I mean, you know, like one consensually and things. Consens- yeah, don't don't just hold some stranger's baby. Yeah. Y'all, have some chill. Yeah. But if you, if you know a baby and you know um, that they were willing and able to be held, do that. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Thank you.